All right, y'all, we are getting ready to go live here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, 12th of December. No, October, November. It's October. Yeah, I don't know where. In the midst of all these trips, this is what happens to me. Hopefully, I can remember who I am. <laughs> this is what we got going on. Now, normally, we'll we'll launch on Thursday shows with the Sacred Fire of Liberty, but we're reversing the hours today uh, because of the availability of my first hour guest, Ishmael Perez, uh, with his book that uh, I got, uh, Our Cosmic Origin. And so we're going to have him on along with Bobri Oren from Folium in the first hour. We'll talk about cosmic connections on stuff. This is going to be fun. And then we go to the Sacred Fire of Liberty with Jonathan E. Moore. I pre-recorded that yesterday because uh, timing and getting out to the Health Freedom Expo is, is happening as well. Uh, look, I can't overstate, understate. There's no way to do justice in talking about the issues, what's going on in Israel, Hamas, Hezbollah, and all of that. More things have happened in the last 24 hours since when I talked to Jonathan. Uh, I, I will say this, uh, I think to make a significant distinction, as you learn more about what is the first casualty in any war, the truth, right? So you hear things and you go, all right, is this true or not? We're, we're going to act as if, for the most part, things we're hearing are true. Uh, there's been some argument about the, the beheading of, of the babies, which is a brutal thing. Now, whether that has happened or not, the targeting of babies specifically and children and innocents. That is a distinct difference in terms of uh, what's going on. And I know, again, there are people passionate on both sides. I don't think there's a both sides when it comes to targeting children, though. And there's a distinct difference as well when we talk about collateral damage in war. This is not me being pro-war, but the recognition that the people of Israel, and yes, I have a bias. I have family there, friends there, uh, have an, a, a right of obligation to defend their th themselves. And yes, there are problems with the so-called Iron Dome not holding and with every event in history of war, you'll find elements of false flags, things that uh, precipitated it. Uh, we can't do justice to all of that, but we've got to talk about the human toll and what to do now. So we're going to do that now or two. That's your uh, prelim. Now, we're going to get ready to start the Robert Scott Bell Show. Get ready for some cosmic origins with Ishmael Perez and, uh, and more on the Robert Scott Bell Show right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, don't touch that dial. It's right. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. We are not doing the Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour first today. It's second, and then we head out to the Health Freedom Expo in Chicago. We'll have a brief uh, bonus round as well. And uh, this hour, we've got to go to cosmic realities that some might dispute. And we're going to be okay with that. This is a this is an hour where I promised my wife I would do better. <laughs> uh, when I had Ishmael Perez on the first time, I was like so nervous for my audience, you guys, that I was like, oh, I'm going to relate everything. And this time, I promise I'm going to let Ishmael speak. Also, Bobri Oren from Folium PX is going to join us. The book is called Our Cosmic Origin, uh, and uh, we got a nice picture uh, with uh, Ishmael with my wife when we were together at the uh, Las Vegas event as well and uh, of course bobbery sends a nice picture it's like me and ishmael and my wife and he says beauty and the two beasts but <laughs> you'll see the picture uh but we'll, we'll hit that in a moment also uh, i just want to acknowledge what's going on uh you know everybody has some semblance of of angst and anxiety anger rage hatred all of these emotions come up when there's uh slaughtering of innocence and 
Um, Jonathan, Emore, and I are going to get into that very uh, more in depth. As I said, recorded yesterday, uh, and and it's not everybody's going to be happy with the things we talk about, but that's the nature of of humanity. We've got to be able to, and willing to speak out and speak clearly on these issues with one another. And yes, we can disagree. That's part of uh, you know the human uh, state condition. And um, I'm not going to shout you down. You can try to shout me down. It's not going to work. Uh, so with that, what are we going to what are we going to do first? Uh, the poisoning of children, the poisoning of children. Now, what is that about? I mean, uh, are we talking about uh, the warfare in the Middle East or is there something else involved here? And if you go into the show notes today and and by the way, we're we're upgrading the website, we're transferring uh, the hosting and everything. So there might be some glitches in the next little while. And I'll also give you a heads up because the, the homeopathic hit of the day is a remedy you're going to want to know about. And some of you are going to go, I don't think I can find the homeopathic hit download. We do a free PDF download for you every day when I do this. And if you have difficulty finding it today, which I think you will, I'm going to ask you, please. And this now is an opportunity for you to sign up for the newsletter at robertscottbell.com. And Super Don promises, and I do too, that the next newsletter, we're going to put the homeopathic hit link in it because we might have difficulty getting it up today in the show in the show notes because of the changes happening behind the scenes for the website. So if you want the homeopathic hit of the day right away or as soon as possible, then sign up for the newsletter at robertscottbell.com or you might miss it. And I'm just saying that's what's happening today. It's not intentional, but that's your option to be able to get it quickly. Now, the opening story here is from The Defender. Uh, it's a chronic poisoning of children is one of the greatest crimes of our times. And this is by Michelle Perro, MD. Uh, citing pesticide-laden genetically modified foods in school lunches and the effects of COVID-19 lockdowns. Dr. Michelle Perrell, a pediatrician and integrative medicine expert, said it's time for urgent federal action to switch to organic, regenerative food in school meals to stop the chronic poisoning of our children. Now, it, it, there's a bigger bigger thing here as we talk about this, and I'm, I'm grateful that a medical doctor, pediatrician of all things, acknowledges the poisoning of our children. This has been uh, part and parcel to the discussions I've had on this show since I opened up the microphone in 1999 and before when I was on a guest on radio in 1994, which you know planted the seed for this. And so many are still unaware of the danger of chemically grown, processed, genetically engineered foods. Glyphosate being one of the toxic chemicals, but there are many more because in the Western world, we've been disconnected from the quality of food as if it matters. It doesn't matter according to the Flexner Report Medical School curricula and the doctors who tell you why you have a disease when they say, we don't know why, but here's a drug because you're obviously deficient in more toxic chemicals. There's no such thing as a drug deficiency disease. So we've got to do better. Now, did I wait for the federal government? as uh, Dr. Perro is calling for, or maybe even Robert F. Kennedy would call for changes at that level. No, I switched over to organic food in 1990 and never looked back other than to be grateful that I fig- figured this out with the help of my mentor in homeopathy at the time. And it is proven to be a profound change in my body and the body of my wife. And then my kids w- that we eventually could have. And those that have been, you know, let's say tested and analyzed in terms of the toxicological burdens that they carry, uh, we featured Jeffrey Smith, who's going to be joining me at the Health Freedom Expo as well with the movie Secret Ingredients. If you ever seen Secret Ingredients movie, that's astonishing. It shows how rapidly ailments, illnesses and diagnoses disappear are reduced or disappear simply by going on an organic non-GMO diet. And, and for those of us who are outraged as well, we should be about the slaughter of innocence and children with what Hamas has done. Then. Uh, 
Yeah, we also need to be a little bit outraged by the willy nilly. If it will, that's a horrible thing to say. I mean, it's not right. It's like what I want to say. I want to cuss right now, but I'm not going to. We got kids in the audience and I'll let you guys explain that. But the chronic indiscriminate poisoning of the people of planet Earth, including especially the kids who are most harmed by this. And yes, there's selective outrage. There's outrage in certain things and not other things. I mean, if we talk about the defense of life, you can push back on people who are indiscriminately for war everywhere all of the time and say, hey, you're 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 not you're not for abortion but yet you're willing to kill children in wars overseas. Now, wars, again, are different and distinct in that if you are attacked, you have an obligation to defend yourself and maybe even take out those who are trying to kill the innocents, the slaughter the innocents in your country, like what's happening in Israel. And again, there's nothing clean about what's going on because, look, as I've talked in America about our own CIA and the things they do, it's not perfect. It's far from that. The FBI, on and on. So I'm not unwilling to self-efface when it comes to me and as American looking at, Hey, there are things we're not doing great. And as uh, you know, my, you know, my family, my mom comes from Israel. It was Palestine. She lived through all of that. She's written about it in a life of many colors, my journey from Israel to America. You want to learn about what she was survived in, in terms of how, how she lived through these things. War has been unfortunately the state of humanity for uh, probably all of recorded history. And, the, you know, that there are times where peace breaks out. It's like, wow, isn't that amazing? And I and I have argued on from my mom's experience growing up in what was then Palestine, then Israel, that there was a peaceful coexistence. You talk about coexist peacefully in, in, in the market, in the shook. I mean, you had Arabs, you had Jews, you had Christians, you had Muslims and people would engage in commerce. They'd sit down and have a coffee. Yeah, they had differences of opinion on things, but when the globalists get involved, it messes everybody up, messes everything up. And the globalists are not only involved in fomenting war, but they're involved in fomenting the toxicological poisoning of the people of planet Earth to weaken us or to reduce the population in total. So there's relationships there that go far beyond any one nation or nation state. There are elements within the United States that have been captured by globalists, mostly among Democrats, but yes, some establishment Republicans too. Does that mean I'm giving up on America? Or the fact that you could look at Israel and go, hey, Netanyahu made some deals with Pfizer. That wasn't good. And we've criticized Israel's government when they were targeting and segregating Jewish people who got the jab and didn't. I'm not unwilling to look at those things and go, yeah, we could do better. They could do better. They should do better. We should do better. But at the same time, when you've got an existential threat and you've got entities targeting purposefully women and children, innocents versus, hey, look, now we're responding, giving you a warning. We don't want to kill you, women and children. Get out now. But we're going after the perpetrators. And in those cases, I, I'm just making a distinction there. Some people might not want to, but I, I, I feel imperative that we must step back and get beyond the biases and go, hey, there's a difference, a significant difference. Now, in terms of poisoning the population of planet Earth, man, there are a lot of bad, bad guys have adopted this idea that the, those chemicals don't matter. This hour, my good friend, Bob Reorin, for, you know, you, the Folium products we've been talking about for a while now, the foliumpx.com website that you go and you get the 10% discount with the RSB 10 code, or just talk to Bob Re and say, hey, I heard about it through RSB and he'll hook you up. That's the stuff that got my mom back on the dance floor at 89 and many more people have been helped. We've had a lot of interviews on that. And I'm not saying don't eat organic. Obviously, you know my message. 
But my gosh, we got to counteract, even if you start going organic, all of the toxicological burdens that we suffer from. And one of the keys to do that, I believe, are these folium products. And before we bring Ishmael Perez on, I'm going to see if we can get uh, my, my good friend Bobri back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. He's going to be joining me at the Health Freedom Expo. Looking forward to seeing him outside of Chicago there. Bobri, are you with me? Hi, how are you, Robert? Yay, you're there, although you're vertical, but that's okay. We're going to let it ride because I can see and hear you. Uh, you have, you know, coming from uh, so what was Soviet-controlled Georgia at the time, moved to Israel, came to America. I've said it many times, but for those of you who are new to Bobri, He's a survivor, he's tenacious, and he's got a mission, a real mission to help people, and his Folium products are doing that. I want to open the floor to you right now with what is bubbling up. What is the spirit guiding you to release and reveal with all the things happening on planet Earth right now? I know that's a big, big thing, but I'm asking. Are you asking me? Yes, I am. Okay, well, everybody has the right to be healthy. Simple as that. And when politicians get in, involved and they, uh, they, they um, somehow uh, do some restrictions of, of, of what is acceptable, what is not, and what, what you can sell, what you cannot, and what qualifies as, as drug and what does not and all that, right? That makes it a bit difficult, but we are overcoming that because people already know what we have. People have tried, people have sent countless testimonials. You have seen them yourself. I have shown them to you, have I not? Yes. And, and we are only to make sure that your health is in your hands and what you do with it, it's your business. Don't complain, do something about it. Simple as that. Well, that is the, the 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 empowering statement. When I when I talk about the power to heal and I say it comes from well, you have it, but it comes from God, our creation. And I acknowledge that the substances of creation are the things that can power us to health and can power us to maintain our health. And, you know, the history of, of the folium products coming out of, you know, the incident of Chernobyl. That's why I call it a Chernobyl level antioxidant. Uh, so significant, so profound. I'm, uh, again, I believe there's a big, important mission that you have undertaken in this lifetime to bring that to all of us. I am grateful that I can help share this message to help people like my own mother and others. My wife is now on it as well. We talked a little bit about her experience. And when she started it, she went from uh, the folium, uh, uh, the starting part, the folium PX start, and then the immuno and the uh, relax. She's now in that second phase. And she started that and, and she started getting a little bit of a, Ooh, I'm not feeling perfect. Right. And we talk about the concept and the reality of sometimes your body is mobilizing and detoxifying, and that can sometimes make you feel not great even though as my mom described energy come back and she's dancing again, these are the phases of recovery. Well, you know what? Your health mostly is in your hands. There are some, obstacles, there are some, some, um, some difficulties, but at the end of the day, your health will go the way that you take it to. You see, it's not a mystery that, um, we have we have a capacity to to treat ourselves and heal ourselves from the nature by nature with the nature. It's not it's not uh, and this is not a joke. You got to do something about it and do not expect that it will come by itself. You have to go out and get it. Mm -hmm. What we have what we have done with so many years of 
threading and working is is that not only I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking the entire crew of our company and who are related to it, mm-hmm. all the advisors. Uh, what we have done is we have brought it to you and we have given you a choice. You see, you have you have the right to be healthy, but what what is your wish? It's up to you. Yeah, well, the right to be healthy doesn't imply uh, a right to thieve or steal from others for your health, does it? That's an important point that those that could help you also have a choice. And so that choice is the choice you're trying to describe here. I lost your audio, Bobri. Where did we lose? Did we lose Bobri? Hopefully you can pick him back up. There, I think he was going to say something profound too. (laughs) I don't know what happened. All right, we'll try and get Bobri back on in a moment. Uh, But as I come back to one of the fundamental uh, freedoms um, granted to us by that which created us all as agency, freedom to choose. And the choice is yours. Now, no one said or guaranteed, even God didn't say the choice would be easy. I guess, you know, determining easy or hard, maybe uh, in the eye of the beholder, so to speak, or those that are trying to accomplish it. Uh, we have Bobri back on. Okay. But yes, the choice is yours. Uh, you, know, you were going to say something in response to my comment there, Bobri. Go ahead. I'm sure I got all confused because Ishmael called me. He was trying to come to the to line and he, he got confused though. Oh. Can you still make any question, please? Well, I had mentioned about the choice is yours. The, you know, you have a right to, to, to be healthy, but it doesn't imply a right to steal from others to be healthy. In other words, a doctor can't be held by gunpoint to say, hey, make me healthy. What you're talking about is the choice. I'm not talking about that. You see, yeah. nothing comes free and nothing comes easy. You have to do something about anything you want to get. Just go right. Do not expect everything on a silver platter. You see, we have we have facilitated that much, but you have to be you have to be willing to go and get it. Yes. You see, that's that's your own action. There is something you, you should do by yourself. Now, it's easy to say um, that it's worse. It doesn't work, or either way. But unless you give your very best and you try and you you fight. Nothing will come by itself. You'll be another another person. As it is with freedom, Bobri, and you have said, and every time I get you on a panel or something, I always want you to share about your experience coming from the Soviet-controlled country you were born into in Georgia and to wake up Americans that are, have taken freedom for granted that don't know, like, you know, what's happening in Israel, you know, their, their very existence has been threatened since they, they came about. And now it's, it's very intense. You have, I think you said seven nephews right now that have been called into the battlefield. I have a cousin uh, in special forces that's there and, and family and friends that are there. Our friend, Kevin Tuttle, we're praying for his family and everybody. And it is not that we want indiscriminate killing of anybody on the planet, but there is a right to self-defense as there is a right, as you said, to choose to be healthy, you know, but we must make choices that are sometimes difficult and we can't just say, Hey, I'm not going to do it. I'll let everybody else do it. And I'm not going to do anything. Well, in one hand, as we all can see, um, all of us can see very clearly that there is an evil out there. That's evil philosophy, evil, evil, evil actions, and all that evil people behind it. You're talking mostly Ayatollahs from Iran who are financing this whole thing and then seducing them with whatever means to go out and kill innocent people. They kill like 40 babies, most of them beheaded. I mean, how, how can you justify that? 
No, and we're going to talk with Jonathan Emort about that. It's a very intense hour coming up about what's happening there as well. You see, the thing is, uh, it's, it's very painful because I have my family members in the war fighting against evil. You don't know, you never know what's going to happen with any of them any given moment. Nevertheless, it's justified to do anything you can do humane or unhumane, inhumane, whatever you call it. Anything with those animals. Well, here's the, the distinction I, I made earlier, Bobri, and if you comment on this, um, you know, the Israeli response says, look, we're coming into Gaza, women, children, innocents, get out because we got to come root this out. That is different than going in purposefully to kill children, women, and innocents and civilians. Exactly, but so this morning, that, that was 250,000 uh, from, from Gaza have, have left. Yeah, well, they're heeding the warnings, as, as I, I would or anybody, if you're not in engaged in that battle, you want to get out. But to get, be given the warning as opposed to, you know what, we're just going to purposefully kill innocents. That's not what's going on here. Um, yeah, but, you know, can you can you imagine when the Israelis walk in? They're now bombing from the air, but when they will try to be with the tanks, how many of those 250,000 people could have been killed if they did not leave? Right, exactly. But, but, but um what will happen is some of them that are fighting, they will find out in a hard way what is to go out and kill innocent people. Yeah. But you know, they don't care because they don't have value of life. I, I mean. Yes, uh, well, and, and what you're bringing up is a cultural war, a cultural difference and distinction. And I mentioned this, and I know we're mixing and matching discussion points, Bobby, and I appreciate you flexing with me because there's a lot of emotion going on right now and I feel it, uh, that for those that are on in the American left, Democrats primarily, but not exclusively, that are all protesting and or or celebrating the attacks on Israel, and and these are the same people that protest. You know, everybody that doesn't think, uh, you know, there should be uh, special rights for anybody. That is like LGBTQ. We're not talking about discriminating against them, but saying you have a special protected class because of your whatever orientation or whatever pronoun you want. Just try to live as an LGBTQ person under uh, an uh, Arabic Islamic state. Try Saudi Arabia. Try try uh, living under Hamas, openly gay. How is it going to work out for you? I and mean, these people have a, you know, where are they tolerant of this? Israel. You could be openly gay. No one's going to kill you for that. And so I, I make a, dis- a cultural distinction there as well. Where in the Middle East do you have that ability to, to, to express yourself and be free in that way? Robert, you know what? If you look at it more intelligently and, and logically, the the thing that they are coming out and they um, they're attacking so openly, they, they support all these terrorists, it's a gift. At least you know who is who. Now you know who they are. They've revealed themselves. You're right. Hey, Bobri, do you need to call, get off and call Ishmael to get him connected? Because we want we're gonna run out of time. I don't want to run out of time. He's got a lot of things I want him to say. Okay, I will do that. All right. Uh, Bobby's going to go ahead and disconnect and call Ishmael to make sure he can connect properly. And we'll continue this discussion. Uh, again, uh, so appreciate uh, the opportunity to share these things. They're, they're difficult. Um, you know, the discussions are, are ugly, sometimes confrontational in your face. Uh, and as I said, please go back to my opening monologue from two days ago. Today is the 12th. I think it was the, the opening monologue on the 10th to give a perspective that goes beyond the Hegelian dialectic as well. 
But if you're in a, a situation where you have been attacked viciously in that way, do you do nothing? No. But do you indiscriminately try to attack and kill babies? No. You you warn them, let them know this is now what's going to happen. Uh, and I'm not absolving anybody of guilt. Should there be any guilt in any of these things? But war, uh, it, 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 it pains me to have to even, you know, this is just part of life on planet Earth. And these things have been been happening. It's not new. It's just happening right now. And it's impacting people, many of us who we know uh, and, and love and care about. Um, so there's no easy way to talk about these things. And there's no easy way to say anything on the subject to not annoy or tick off somebody who has a different view on any of these things. But we're going to still communicate to the best of my ability. Uh, Super Don, how you doing there, my brother? Everything OK? Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> boy, man, kind of a heavy. Um, I'm feeling the weight of it. Vibe going on right well, now. Well, I mean, look, Bobri has at least seven nephews right now engaged, you know, in, in in the army, and Kevin Tuttle, our friend, and his family, his kids are there, and and others, and you know, we have family. So uh, I, I try not to be, you know, overly. What do you call? Biased. You mean in Israel right now? Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Um, not knowing, you know. Yeah. Well, it'd be very similar to like you know when when uh, people were in a, the war in in Afghanistan, you know, and stuff like that, and having people over there. That's I it's something I haven't had to deal with as far as having kids or, or relatives that are doing that. Yeah. Bring my levels down. Oh man, is my level? Hold on. Yeah. Let's this do this in real time here. I think yeah. I could fix this. All right. Uh, let's yeah. see here. What am I at here? 92. So we'll bring it down to 81. There All right. Go. That should be better. Okay, good. Yes, be better? Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, better. better. So, I know yeah. there's a gl glitch in the computer matrix occasionally. So uh, I don't anyway. know what, what does that. So anyway, yeah. Um, back to what you guys were, were talking about a few minutes ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Last night on Hannity yes. on Fox, he had Cornell West and Alan Dershowitz on. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a, quote, debate. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Which it was not a big, I had to, I had to, cause I was, you know, I am always sitting in this stupid chair working. And right. so I have it off onto, off to the side here by underneath my camera. Mm. I've got another monitor here and I just have that going all the time. Well, I can, it has someone that they know personally. I've got it. So I can always bring up the audio. Okay. And so, uh, I was watching this thing with the, which was supposed to be a debate. And really it was the two of them yelling over each other. And I can't stand that. That's not a yeah. debate. Right. Uh, but the topic was, um, the killing of innocence, right? Yeah. And you had Cornell West on one side going, well, you know, the, the people are there being killed in, in Palestine, you know, the Palestine, what is it called? In Gaza. Let's just Gaza, call it Gaza. Yeah. It's not mm. Palestine, is it? No. No, it's in the Gaza Strip. But they call yeah. them Palestinians, but there's no Palestine. But controlled by Hamas, basically. Right. So anyway, it was, and I, I'll keep this short, but it was just, uh, he was wanting to get Alan Dershowitz to acknowledge that there were uh, uh, babies being killed in Gaza, and that was the same as the babies that were being killed in Israel. And Alan Dershowitz was saying, look, there is not a moral equivalence when you have people that, that go over the border and are, are just indiscriminately shooting and killing children and women and, and, mm -hmm. and you know elderly people and stuff like that. That's not the same as collateral damage in a situation where you've got a war going on. Right. And it, it, they, they ended up not, not agreeing, of course. Uh, but it, it's, man, it's such a complicated issue. What's going but on right on now. that level. I don't think it's that complex. Yeah. You go in and target or you warn people get out. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. We've got, uh, Ishmael Perez, uh, with yes. us now. I want to bring him into the mix here and, uh, Ishmael, good to see you, my friend. And thank Likewise. you. Uh, we got your hardback cover, our cosmic origin. My wife and I had a great time seeing you in Las Vegas. 
Nice. And uh, I thank you so much for that. And uh, God bless you, my friend. There's a lot going on on a cosmic scale. And um, I just want to turn the floor over to you. But I will say, people, the, on the uh, planet Earth, there is a cosmic origin apparently beyond planet Earth. Whether you believe it's a spiritual plane of existence or another planet, we're going to hear about it right now from Ismail uh, at the Starseed Institute. We have them linked up in the show notes at robertscabell.com. Uh, Ishmael, thanks for being on board, my friend. Good to see you. Likewise. Thank you for having me here. I apologize for the delay. I just taught a, a course that I teach every Thursday morning, and it was a two-and-a-half-hour course. But I'm here nonetheless. And, um, yeah, as, as uh, far, far field as it might seem or woo-woo, you know, Earth is, 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 um, is at the center pretty much of an intergalactic cosmic war. It's been going on for billions of years. And um, for those that don't believe that there are other dimensions or other civilizations or even perhaps other universes, all you got to do is study the latest cutting edge breakthrough uh, discoveries through quantum physics, M theory, super string theory, uh, unified field theory. Um, everything revealed through these avenues is, t is telling us that we're dealing with the multiverse, that we're dealing with endless worlds. Um, and that, you know, there are other dimensions and universes. So to some, this might be a little, you know, it, it might kind of uh, throw a monkey wrench in, in, in their cognitive dissonance because there are some people who believe that we are it. And, and, and even more so, there's some people who believe that there's only one universe. And those, and then there are some that are digressing and believe that we live on a flat earth. They're only perceiving it from a two-dimensional perspective and that there is no space, there are no galaxies, and that there are no stars. Well, that is uh, one of the biggest, um, you could say, attempts by the, you know, the, the, the fallen ones or the people who are in control in this world to hide the truth about extraterrestrials, um, about advanced alien technologies, and about the secret alliances that have been taking place between Shadow governments like the, you know, a lot of people know about the deep state now, but it's much deeper than just controlling a population. Uh, it's much deeper than, um, you know, chemtrailing us, poisoning our foods, uh, trying to, you know, teach our little kids how to become uh, by gender. <laughs> it goes more than just that. You know, it, it's beyond that. I mean, we're <laughs> this this shadow government um, has been in control. You know, they call it corporate America yeah. uh, of of our country. And it's many tentacles that are global have been have been in control for for centuries and some say even millenniums. I mean, yes. millenniums, thousands of years. Well, yeah, same thing, millenniums. Well, when you when you go back to Atlantean times, you know, for those that don't believe that there was a pre-advanced civilization, all, again, all the evidence through archaeology is telling us that we don't come from apes. That it's not a progressive state of evolution from monkey to primitive Homo sapiens sapiens, or uh, more sophisticated rather, but it's actually the other way around. You know, that civilizations have actually been here for millions and millions upon millions of years. And that there's evidence for that um, being unearthed by these great archaeologists. And despite all the new evidence, Robert, the, the, the people in power still want to suppress it. They, they have a very controlled system through religion. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they control um, the idea that... Um, extraterrestrials are fallen angels, right? That's the narrative. All, everything that comes from outer space is fallen angels. There are no good guys, right? <laughs> um, and then they also control the scientific community. So all the new evidence coming forward regarding that 
there are other dimensions, many worlds and other universes, is mm-hmm. also strongly being, um, you could say, controlled by a community of scientists who are very heavily programmed, again, by the people who rule corporate America. And yeah. so the whole point is um, that, you know, we're living in a time where people are waking up and uh, those who took over the affairs of the world, of our world in ancient times, they call it, you know, before the flood, right? You know how many times they have resetted history where they want to make us believe that it started from this point where in an essence it's been going on for millions of years. Um, whoever took over, you know, some people call them negative extraterrestrials, fallen angels. They completely threw us into a matrix, you know, whether you believe in the matrix or not. You know, there is scientific evidence that at a low, very low scale of reality, they call the Planck length that is pixelated. You know, the the entire um, physical reality that we see, all it is is just an interface between your consciousness and this avatar. Uh, But when it comes down to it, it's it's really just empty space. There is no matter, you know, but again, that, you know, some people believe that this is in my research and readings over my lifetime i'm just i've always been fascinated by this we talked about you know the some of the books i read and and you know you were aware of them you're becoming a galactic human and i was always interested in in aliens and in ufos and all that growing up yet i think if we talk about a cabal that's trying to control the planet they're trying to control or limit consciousness in other words the awakening of the people to uh deep spiritual realities of our existence and our creation and yes there are a wide variety of views on that in this audience some may be offended by we're having this discussion. That's why I was hypersensitive the first time I had you on. I'm trying to soft pedal it to get people to go, hey, you know, just consider all of these options. You might have a different interpretation of it, but it's okay. We can still live together, be all right with one another, love and, and, and respect, even if we have uh, beliefs that are different. Uh, you go into great detail in our cosmic origin. If anybody wants to pick up this book and uh, we have a website linked to it as well to the book and uh, I also want to ask, oh, there, there, that was the fun. We got to see you. There's my wife and me and, uh, and you, Ismail. And uh, I appreciate uh, what you're doing there so much. And um, like I said, it, it, it's a whole other world and depth of, uh, of knowledge of history that, again, many people will outright reject. But folks, if you are willing to do that, that's fine. Uh, you could still be here. I love you nonetheless. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like I said, I got to let you loose, Ismail. And one question before is about my friend, our friend, Bobri Oren. Is there like a cosmic connection to this folium stuff? Because when I call it a Chernobyl-level antioxidant, this is the, the stuff of creation that can save us from ourselves, all the contamination, the danger that we're doing. And I feel Bobri is on a mission. What's your sense of it? Absolutely. Um, yes. You know, that's part of the awakening that's taking place. You know, it, it turns out that, um, all the cures for everything lie within the natural, you know, uh, herbs of the planet, extracts, powders, whatever you want to call it. They come from nature. All our cures are in nature. You know, this this chemical driven, uh, I don't want to call it the big pharma, but, you know, it's, it's a cartel. Yeah. It's a cartel that was imposed, again, by the cabal, whatever you want to call them, the people that are controlling this world on behalf of the reptilian negative extraterrestrial races, which correspond um, significantly to the fallen angels of the Bible, the demonic forces, you know, the slit eyes. But the whole point is it's, it's part of bringing us back to the natural cure. It's part of bringing what works uh, holistically with our body to purify our body from unwanted, you know, nanoparticulates, which is what they're 
you know, the cabal has been heavily involved in. Uh, it's not, it just didn't start two years ago with COVID-19. It actually began 30 years ago with, you know, what they're spraying in the skies, all that stuff. It's not, it's, it's not a particular, that's what they are. And, and, and it's meant to poison us. You know, it's, it's in makeup, it's in the food that we eat. I mean, it, it's everywhere. So everybody has these toxins. So yes, it is very important in this great awakening to understand that, um, you know, we have to clear ourselves from these, these heavy metals because that's the only way we are going to absorb more light you know a lot a lot of those heavy metals are designed to deflect the light because um, our our body is is absorbing the light the light frequencies that are coming from the sun and so they knew that this day would come right they knew that you know um they, they, you know they, they they call it the great awakening you know they, they call it uh um the restoration of the earth right where you know for, for the for where, where they establish some sort of, a, you know, kingdom where, where people live in harmony and in cooperation. I mean, it's known by many names, but this day is coming, my friend. And and, and folium and uh, um, medicine like that mm -hmm. is designed to pretty much allow us to absorb a lot of the light frequency so that our bodies could transform and mutate um, as we become, you know, upgraded. Because we don't, again, we're only using 4% of our full genetic material. Yeah. So it is the light frequency vibrations of the sun that are not in... Um, that are not being inhibited by, of course, the metals and the toxins in our bodies that will allow us to unlock the dormant DNA. And that's why folium is important because it is a product that clears your body yeah. from all these chemicals that, again, prevent the sun from activating dormant DNA. Aubrey, so it's very You important. see how important yeah. it is what you're doing? Is that, is that the question? Yeah, not really, because I think you know, but I, I just wanted to hear... Uh, what Ishmael's uh, perspective was on that. I love his description in terms of accepting the light. I think of the light of God, you know, all of these things impede. My message has been one of you got to detoxify your body because there's so much impede things impeding that free flow of the spirit, the, the life force, the vital force as a homeopath. I talk about that. And Ishmael is relating now the concept of how we can, uh, let's say, I think, but be better connected to the source of all creation by removing that interference. Exactly. And that's what it is. It's an interference, you know, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if uh, Bobri just tapped in, or the idea was dropped into his mind by these advanced spiritual races, whether you call them angels, guardians, whatever you want to call them, uh, in order to help humanity detox in, in, in preparation for, you know, for for what many call the ascension. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, it's not only one single element and you the volume. You, you take the most essential you know, ingredient we ever absorb. That's that's water, and that's two elements, H and two, right? Mm -hmm. But but here are so many different ones. Uh, what what what's combined uh, and and made what it is, and then what's involved so much of testing and going back and forth and all the pain is there, but you know it's done. Yeah. And I, I, I do feel that this is it is really coming from from some divine power. Yes. Yeah, I sense it too. And, and Ismail, on the on the topic, you know, we were discussing before you joined in, I mean, the very heart wrenching reality of life on this planet, it's not easy. I don't know that it was promised to be easy, but the kind of warfare that we're witnessing now is not new either. If we go back to thousands of years of recorded history, or as you would describe, going back before you have history recorded, some of the archaeological uh, revelations that are occurring, 
and maybe on a galactic empire. Maybe the concepts of uh, the, the Star Wars concept comes from somewhere. Galactic wars. It's like, what is it about the creation, God's creation, each of us, a soul, that we are deceived so easily to go for power instead of love? Well, it's the way the programming uh, was set up, you know, uh, through or the especially the corrupt educational systems. Um, you know, for 500 years, you know who has been dominating and controlling the entire educational system and curriculum? The Jesuit priest. Yeah, those are uh, those are the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, all roads lead to Romeo when, when it comes to you know this this war against evil. Um, you know, we have to dissolve ourselves from all that programming and, and understanding that we are divine co-creators with, you know, the higher power with God, you know, source of all creation. And that uh, everything in creation is, is uh, you know, per permeated by the spirit of this one, this one energy field that even many benevolent extraterrestrials answer to. And, and all the advanced civilizations answer to the one God. You know, they don't each world doesn't have their own God. They, they all operate according to universal laws and principles, which are significantly related to the teachings of the Christ. You know, except in the intergalactic and cosmic communities, they call it the law of one, the law of unity consciousness, which is service to others, which is establishing a harmonious relationship and creating partnership, brotherhood, sisterhood. Uh, and then, of course, applying that to the interstellar and galactic community. So, um there is, um, how can I say it? It's, it's a matter of it's a matter of realizing that we are all children of the one. And when you really come to understand that, you begin to cultivate that uh, by going within yourself and establishing some sort of a personal relationship with the divine. And and really, Robert uh, and Aubrey, Bobby, that's what it boils down to. They they don't want us to once again have that direct connection to the divine as we used to when we were a more enlighten a spiritual society again before the flood mm. whatever world existed okay they call it atlantean times we lived as a spiritual human race all right everybody lived in harmony and in cooperation and in brotherhood and sisterhood can we go uh, back further even to lemuria oh uh, well yeah i mean lemuria was the third um epoch what they call the third great seating atlantis being the fourth but if you want to go back to lemuria uh that history that's history that goes back to a million years ago and I know to some, this might sound like, or this is not in the Bible. Well, you know, of course not. A lot of those books were edited, you know. In fact, what the Old Testament and New Testament is, is it's just a fourth century reconstructuring of the information derived from the ancient Sumerian tablets, such as the Enuma Elish, um, the, uh, the Atria, which is what they call the, the book of creation. That's where all they get all their information from. It's a consolidation of, of uh, manuscripts that are that have been around for you know 500,000 300,000 years so um lemuria was uh, actually established about a million years ago and it was a civilization that was in direct communication with the divine um the best way to describe the lemurians is uh, the movie avatar you know uh, we, let's take the Pandorians, who are very interconnected with their biosystem, right? They are one with all the elements. They are one with their planet. They honor their planet. Mm -hmm. That's how Lemuria was. Lemuria was a civilization where instead of using external technology like we do today, they didn't have no machines, no computers. Everything they did was conducted by a symbiotic relationship that they themselves established with their with bio, you know, the planet, the living planet. And, and, and that's why they were so- I, I think it's so cool that you're speaking about this so matter of factly, like boom. And, and, and I gotta ask you this question. What do you, how do you, 
uh, communicate with those right now whose heads are exploding listening to the Robert Scott Bell show. So, oh my gosh, that's what, what, you know, or, or those that say the only one way to go is this way. And, you know, are very shut down to even just engaging in this discussion, conversation, being open to the possibilities of history that had been erased or rewritten. Right. Um, the best way to, uh, you know, I, I always tell people, take what resonates and what doesn't resonate. Do your own research. I think we're all sovereign, free individuals to choose whatever it is that we want to believe in. But also bear in mind that the same powers that are trying to implement this global social credit system, right, uh, and full control of humanity and, can, you know, including to, to the point where they control, uh, we have to pay for resources, right? <laughs> um, they are the same people that in ancient times set up what we call these religious organizations to divide and conquer. So divide and conquer is a methodology that the cabal has always used throughout this, the millenniums. Because when you keep a people divided, um, it's easier for them to control the populace. Uh, on the other way around, when people are not divided, where people are under one understanding, right, and in harmony with one another, the, there is no cabal. There is no, you know, um, negative program, whatever you want to call this, this corrupt system. Mm -hmm. So there is nothing wrong with the spiritual teachings of religions, again, you know, but at the same time, you have to go beyond the metaphor. And um, in the end, you know, even Joshua himself, the Christ, never taught division. And, you know, he taught brotherhood and sisterhood. He taught spiritual principles. Uh, unfortunately, of course, it was later uh, the people that took over his, you know, his, his original teachings, and then they kind of just corrupted it to create a controlling uh, mechanism, uh, yes. which resulted in the organization of the Catholic Church. We but had, the whole thing uh, is, is, you know, we're living in a time where, where people have to, I'm sorry to say this, but like in the movie The Matrix, we have to snap out of the programming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I would say, you know, as I encourage people, Ishmael and, and, and Bobri, is to reconnect to the source of all healing, Reconnect yeah. to the source of all wisdom, reconnect to the source of all life. And there are various ways to do that. Some people believe there's only one way. Uh, and then they will, they're willing to kill others to make sure that, you know, that's the kind of convert or die in history of religious wars. Um, and there are others that have matured to the point where they believe in all of their heart, their way is the, the way, the best way, the only way, but also they respect others and say, you know what, it's about agency and freedom. And, and I love those people because they have found a path that is truly uplifting to them. And so for me, it is not to condemn anybody of a different belief about all of these things, but to hopefully inspire each of them to, to fulfill that, that, that goodness that they feel when they practice their beliefs, as long as they're not harming others in the process. And I, I think that's, a, that's something that I think comes with spiritual maturity as opposed to the immaturity of a child who says, I want it my way or no way. No way. Nobody gets away at all. Yeah, exactly. And and then that boils down to, again, free agency and uh, the opposite of free agency, which is represented by the concept of totalitarianism, fascism, communism, anything that has to do with an empire, which is what we're fighting. You know, um, it's it's an interdimensional warfare, guys, and it's not coming to an end here in our world. You know, um, whether you are a religious person, whether you are an atheist, uh, there will come a time where the the proof that there is a, a divine orchestrator, a universal architect that is, you know, precisely uh, orchestrating everything in reality and existence. 
um, it's coming, you know, but it's going to be explained beyond the religious concepts. It's going to be uh, taken from the concept of being outside of ourselves, where this man with the beard sits in the cloud and throws throws darts if we're, if we're not, you know, living accordingly, to one of a universal field of intelligence that is everywhere and permeates all of existence as one. You know, it's an underlying field of energy. And, and this is proven through science now. They've actually found the, the holy grail of science is understanding that everything's held together by this one unified field that is also intelligent. And to me, that sounds a lot, start, starting to sound a lot like the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost in, in you know, um, Western religion, um, the uh, what they call chi or uh, ka in Eastern metaphysics, right? This energy field uh, or what they call the force in the movie Star Wars, you know? It's the right. same vital force, chi, all of that. Bobri, what do you call it, my friend? Oh, we lost Bobri as I'm going to him, ask him that question. Maybe somebody's trying to call him and reach him right now to get some folium. Uh, Ishmael, if, if people pick up this book, your our cosmic origin, tell tell them a little bit about what's in it, what they'll learn. Well, um, pretty much, I challenge the two main uh, belief systems that have dominated our awareness through Darwinian uh, materialistic reductionist. Um, I guess category and of course the religious concept of creation with that we've only been here 6,000 years so what it does is using cutting-edge science I explain our origin beginning from the top down where we started off as eternal celestial beings and through eons we've been involved in a descent from the low from the top from eternity into levels of not uh, so much eternity into levels of what they call now the finite which is a temporary experience and how what we are experiencing right now as as this human avatar is the final manifestation of us be, starting off as pure light beings and through a gradual descent by dropping in density we became more you know physical and physical until we became what we are now uh, which means that we humans on the earth are actually uh, part of the angelic kingdom and that we do share a common ancestry throughout the many universes so we could say that the human design is not just uh, pertaining to this planet it's actually a universal um, blueprint that is being used by many universes that are were, were beings uh, sentient uh, life forms are being made in the image of the one Mm -hmm. And so the image of the one, which means we have brothers and sisters everywhere, and, and they all worship this one energy field, again, that, you know, many call source, many call, you know, where everything comes from, really. Nothing nothing exists outside of this, you know. Yes. And a lot of it does correspond to the fact that everything is light, including matter. What is matter? It, it's congealed light. It's light <laughs> energy vibration vibrating right. at its lowest frequency. So, you know, this light yeah, isn't yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more I want to talk to you about. Yeah, I know you joined in late, so we're probably going to have to do a part three with you if you don't mind. Uh, but uh, enjoy what you're bringing to the mix. And I know it's challenging for some folks. And I've just got to, again, let it go and go, y'all are adults. You can figure it out. You can accept or reject or you can, you know, investigate further. As, as you know, many of you know, I've talked about my uh, story as a, a child uh, leaving my body, you know, dying temporarily and coming back and only, uh, let's say, uh, reconnecting um, to, I, I believe, my spiritual essence, which is I don't have a soul. You don't have a soul. I'm not trying to offend anybody because you can't possess who you are. That's who you are. That soul, that divine spark of God, you're inhabiting a body. And whether you inhabit an alien body from another world, it's still all of God's creation. And yeah, uh, I don't find that to be controversial, but you know, maybe some do. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, most of the advanced civilizations out there that are actually human-like people, like me and you, uh, on different levels of spiritual and technological development, um, they all answer to the same God. 
they, they see it they, they see it beyond religion though you know yeah they uh, do. And most importantly they live it they mm-hmm. live it it's not just a theory they actually um advanced civilizations are very spiritually advanced imagine everybody on this planet having the same mentality of G- of jesus the christ mm-hmm. wow this world would be what overnight oh, transformed. exactly the transformed love, the real that's love that what these civilizations yeah. are that's what yeah. these civilizations are everyone on these advanced civilizations the whole population they they they, they all have that mentality they all think like the Christ. Well, we like to see more of that here on planet Earth. Anyway, Bob, your last word goes to you this hour, and we'll get Ishmael back on. We're going to be together in Chicago at the Health Freedom Expo in a couple of days. Looking forward to it. Okay, well, um, I'm looking forward to see all of you there, whoever goes, and, and thank you, Ishmael, for coming by, and um, mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that what we have to offer, all of us, each one in his own capacity, each one in our own capacity, uh, I think if we can put them together intelligently as as we as we can, uh, I think we can we can get it done. I think yes. We lost your video there, Bob. There you are. You're back again. Look, I'm excited to see you at the Health Freedom Expo, my friend. And all of you that are going, please join us. Uh, it's uh, Tinley Park. It's far enough outside of Chicago. You're going to be okay. Robert, We're going to have a great time Robert, together. Robert. 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 Yes. Uh, uh, do you have volume bottles to show them? I, I don't at the moment, and I've got to do my homeopathic hit of the day, but I'll show it in the bonus round. You got it. This. Folium, original folium immuno and folium relax, y'all. Go get it. And Ishmael. Yeah, and most importantly, guys, yeah. don't forget that um, getting rid of those metals in your body by taking folium is going to make you less susceptible to the damages of the 5G radiation. Exactly. Beautifully said. So we'll get you back on for a longer interview again. I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you're challenged right now, that's okay. That's part of life too. Uh, but I hope you're feeling the love. And Bobry's bringing it too, my friend. Thank you. God bless you all. We'll uh, uh, get, we'll talk with them again. Now I've got to do a quick hit here. The homeopathic hit of the day is causticum. Causticum. C-A-U-S-T-I-C-U-M. Can we do it? We can, because you know what? Listen, it's our show, so we can start things a little bit later if we need to, right? Okay. Um, that's not a big deal. All right. But what I do want to do. Yes. Is I do want to tell you that I did you a favor. What did you I did do? you a solid, buddy. What did you do? I, uh, I traveled into one of those alternate dimensions that Ishmael was talking about. Yes. And what happened? <laughs> and I got a hold of Casey Kasem. Okay. And I asked him to do me a favor. Okay. And he helped me put this together because you've been harassing me about this. I have been. It's true. So here is the new intro for... Homeopathic hits. No, this isn't American Top 40. It's even better. Counting down the homeopathic hits right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. (laughs) Dude, that is awesome. Homeopathic (laughs) hits today. Thank you, Casey Kasem. Uh, Causticum. Causticum is an interesting remedy, and it, it sounds like some of the stuff it does. It's caustic. That's where we get the, the concept of being caustic, something that can be very harmful and abrasive and injurious to tissue. And it's often used for chronic coughs, emotional sensitivity, and more. This brief homeopathic hit will talk about the various applications of causticum, treating these respiratory and emotional issues and more. Now, where does it come from? What does causticum come from? It's a blend of potassium hydrate and slaked lime. 
If you don't know how to make it, look up in a chemistry book or do a search on it. But again, in its natural or mother state, it can be caustic. It can harm tissue. So we dilute it and potentize it to the point of safety where it can be used as a remedy or a medicine. And some of the characteristics in the physical realm include for causticum uh, conditions, treating conditions like chronic coughs, also warts and urinary incontinence, including uh, if it, it includes burning and, and rawness. Uh, yeah, that could be urinary, but it could be elsewhere. Oh, when we talk about the mental, sometimes some even a little bit of emotional states, but mental states, causticum may be indicating, indicated when you have experiences of uh, uh, emotional sensitivity, you have a strong sense of justice and, you know, who doesn't to some degree, right? And if you're prone to sadness, sometimes that could be a, a mental emotional picture that can indicate, hey, causticum might be a remedy I, I need to look into as a possible help for me. Now, in terms of primary uses, remember, this is a brief introduction. It is not comprehensive. You're going to have to dig into the materia medica to go further. But this is a point of introduction. Try to get you in your peak, your interest, so to speak. So when you deal with chronic coughs, dealing with that cost of it, causticum is often indicated, especially when the cough is deep and the voice is hoarse. Right. Think about a caustic reaction because causticum impacts mucous membranes, tissue. So that sort of makes sense. And again, I remind you, it's also indicated for warts, along with another remedy. When I do the additional remedies, I'll share that with you. Now, in terms of emotional sensitivity, um, if you have a strong sense of justice, particularly uh, if you're prone to sadness or grief. Again, these are states that go beyond just, oh, this drug impacts this physical tissue in this way. That's different. Homeopathy is different. It's not forcing something to happen. It's not suppressing something, but it's working with the body's if we use the chiropractic term innate intelligence, or as we talk as homeopaths, vital force. And uh, Ishmael mentioned that concept as well, you know, the essence of life itself. And it works with that to help normalize or optimize function. And that will alleviate certainly symptoms that are no longer needed, not suppressing them because you don't like them, but you no longer need them. Your body goes, hey, we're good again. I don't have to manifest the symptoms and try and say, hey, there's a problem here. So if we go to dosages and potencies, you know, you can talk about the low attenuations or potencies like 6X uh, to 30C and Superdon. You can scroll down to get to those so everybody can see it on screen. There you go. And uh, 6X is like one part per million. 30C is already beyond the number of Avogadro. It's a non-material potency, but with technology, we can detect even at 30C nanoparticles of the original substance known as causticum, although not in a, a form that would ever cause a caustic response to the body. So remember, suitable for acute and self-limiting issues, hoarse voice, minor warts, things like that. If you're wanting to go to the medium or higher potencies, uh, 200C, 1M, et cetera, uh, you're going into deeper states of emotions and maybe even long-standing chronic coughs that are not responding at the lower potencies. But do please consult a qualified homeopath to get help when you need it beyond self-help, self-limiting issues. Other remedies that are complementary to causticum include some of my favorites we've covered, like phosphorus. When you have a lingering cough or respiratory issue and when there's fever present. Ignatia. Remember, we talked about the emotional state of sadness, a history of grief or loss. That's a complementary remedy to causticum in such situations of emotional sensitivity. I would add in apis because there's a burning and stinging sensation associated often with causticum, especially if the focus is in the urinary tract, causticum is impactful, but apis can work there or other places as a complement. And then, of course, thuja. 
the classic homeopathic remedy indicated for warts. Now, I could go on and on and on, and we'll never be done with the homeopathic hit of the day. But we'll continue to do that. And if you can't find it in today's show notes, it might have appeared there, but I would urge you to sign up for the newsletter for free. And the next newsletter will include the link to Costicum just in case. And I've well, heard some people have found it anyway, but I just want yeah, to encourage you. Figure St- Stephen figured out a way. He a way figured out, it. yeah, a way yeah. to get to it. Good That's job, okay, man. but I'd like Good to job. encourage you to sign up anyway for the newsletter. Go back and let's wrap up the last two bits and we'll uh, hit the pause on that. Uh, conclusion, again, Costicum, v- v- a really versatile homeopathic remedy for a lot of things, cough, stinging, burning, emotional sensitivity, warts. Um if you appreciate this, we do this for free and you can download it for free. Please consider supporting the show by sharing the show or signing up uh, as a patron supporter. And remember, this is for educational informational purposes only. It's not intended to replace your doctor if you have one or want one. Although ask your doctor how often they poop to be sure that they're pooping more than you or at least the same <laughs> amount. So they're not full of you know what. And please video that conversation because yes, I'd love to see get the that look on, on the face. Get of the permission doctor. if it's required two parties in that state. <laughs> so anyway, we have Jonathan E. Mord coming up for the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition. It is an intense discussion. It's no holds barred in terms of the passion that Jonathan brings about it, especially with the outrage of killing innocents, especially children, babies, et cetera. I know there's controversy about whether the babies were beheaded or not, but seriously, the targeting, whether they've done that or not, is brutal enough uh, that has to be countered. And yet uh, I'm not an advocate for war, but I am an advocate for defending life. And if you're attacked to the point of you you defend yourself, you're going to die. You have an obligation to defend yourself as Israel does and the people of Israel. And and again, we pray for all of the people involved. uh, And and I don't want to see innocents die on any side of this. But we have to talk adult in adult terms about these issues. And we'll be back after the interview for a brief uh, um, wrap up and bonus round as well. And, and maybe show you a little video of me doing some kickboxing if you want. And the fact that Leila Ali commented on it, I'm very excited. <laughs> so that might happen too. So stand show by. Off. The Sacred Fire of Liberty begins after the top of the hour break here because the power to heal is yours. And thank you, Ishmael Perez. And thank you, Bobri Oren, and all of y'all that support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. All right, I know it's flip-flopped a little bit from normal, but we've got Jonathan Emord, Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show here in Hour 2, cranking it up and heading into the Health Freedom Expo after the show. And Jonathan will be joining me there on uh, Friday when he gets in, and then we have the Saturday-Sunday event, and he'll be opening the Health Freedom Expo with, uh, you know, very, very important freedom messages, including uh, that which uh, uh, goes beyond our borders, if we even have borders anymore. This is the most bizarre thing we're reporting on. Yesterday, of course, I opened uh, was our first live show of the week on what's going on in Israel and elsewhere. And, of course, I always appeal to our uh, deeper spiritual nature to uh, rise up and above, but also acknowledging our right to defend life, liberty, and property on this planet. Uh, and for the people of Israel to also defend themselves is an obligation to defend life. And I'm going to I'm going to say this. I don't know how controversial it is, but if you know, let's just say that the the people in Gaza laid down their arms, uh, and this is prior to this event occurring, this incursion. 
would there be a, a massive invasion and destruction and dis- and killing of children and women and everything by the Israelis? I, I don't think so. However, if the Israelis laid down their arms, the next moment you would have the Arab world uh, that has vowed to eliminate Israel and the people as we've seen what's happening there. Now, it's a very uncomfortable thing to have to say. I just have to acknowledge it. And I know that there are exceptions. There are Israelis that are ready to, and there are, again, I please don't start parsing that. I just need to put this perspective out there. There are real people that are suffering tremendously. And we, you know, send our prayers to all of the, the people, the innocents there that are just trying to survive. And many of them in in, uh, in um, the Gaza Strip have been raised in hatred. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a difficult thing to, to rise above and to see deeper in the spiritual meaning of life itself. But I want to obviously get Jonathan E. Morty in here for the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition and talk about what's happening in Israel. We've got some video clips to discuss. And, uh, you know, Jonathan, again, my... Uh, compassion for all human beings is still there. I know yours is too, but I recognize that when you have uh, the threat to your family, to my family, to anybody, and I have, uh, look, I acknowledge I have family in Israel. I have co- a cousin in the special forces. He's, you know, retired, you know, uh, reserves at this point. I'm sure he's in right now, um, the Gaza Strip doing the things they got to do at this point. Um, so my heart is heavy, uh, Jonathan. I just acknowledge the emotional uh, feelings of what I've got going on personally because my mom is upset. She's born in Israel. But at the same time, I'm not saying I have a hatred for all people that are against Israel either, but those that engage in these heinous acts, I, it, it's indefensible, is it not? Well, we have to recognize that when human beings are possessed of a degree of evil that enables them to cause the beheading of babies, the murder of babies, the rape of women, the destruction of people's lives, the kidnapping of children and of of old people and the brutalization of them. uh, These are not uh, people. Uh, These are barbarians who are possessed of such evil that they really, we cannot coexist with them. So we have to destroy them. And the fact that Israel is doing that is nothing more than their right of self-defense. They cannot uh, continue as they have. They've been extraordinarily generous by allowing the Gaza Strip to remain and allow a degree of self-governance and uh, to basically give up territory. They gave up territory. They moved people out. Uh, of their homes who are Israelis and put them uh, past the, the barrier for the Gaza Strip so that they were basically a autonomous people. And with that, they have uh, grown this terrorist network with Hamas and with Hezbollah to the north and Lebanon and other terrorist groups too. And this orchestrated attack, this malicious, evil attack, Uh, has been planned for some time and is evidenced by the massive incursion of airspace, water, and ground by the attackers coming all across Israel. Uh, It is proof positive that this is a organized terror. It was a, it advanced beyond uh, isolated terror incidents to a mass movement of terror. As a consequence, Israel cannot coexist with the Gaza Strip as it had. It has to take that territory. It has to occupy it again. It has to eliminate all of Hamas. It has to eliminate all of Hezbollah. It ultimately has to take out uh, Iran if it wishes to survive because all of this is financed and orchestrated 
by Iran ultimately. So we as an ally of Israel uh, should show our full support, uh, should provide all the humanitarian aid, should impose economic sanctions against these terrorist networks and should provide the military assistance that is needed by Israel uh, to defend itself. Uh, Israel has been a staunch American ally for as long as, as Israel has existed. Uh, there has been no more uh, a loyal ally to the United States than Israel in the world. Um, and that's uh, something that uh, we should recognize. It, without Israel in the Middle East, America is far more insecure. Uh, we have already seen what has happened among those who are kidnapped are Americans uh, by Hamas. We must make clear to Hamas that that does not come without consequence. It comes with a huge cost, and we have to impose that cost. Jonathan, so we are now involved. For people to think mm -hmm. that we can be completely uh, segregated from this, uh, they're sorely mistaken. They have attacked the United States by taking American citizens hostage. Yeah, that seems to be a big mistake on their part, but we'll see what the American people think about that. We don't want to engage in unnecessary wars, but you, you use the term coexist, and that's been a, a theme of people who are uh, trying to promote peace, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with trying to promote peace. We would all want to live in peace, and as I've mentioned so many times over the years, my mom's experience back in the the 1940s, you know, in Israel, when uh, she was a young girl, how Arabs, Christians, Jews, Muslims all interacted. They went to the market, they had coffee shops, and the globalists got involved. And that seems to muck things up because I think we have in our own best interest, we can figure out we're better off living in peace with one another. But you can't coexist with someone who's intent on killing you at any moment. And I think that's the distinction where we have to grow up, put on our big boy pants and go, I don't like it. But this is what we're dealing with. And yet there are people on the uh, in the left here in America that won't even acknowledge the brutality of beheading babies. If you can run this clip, Super Don, of Rashida Tlaib uh, in Congress, uh, it, it's just revolting what you're going to hear from her. Tlaib is revolting. Yeah. Well, watch, watch this and you'll see what we're talking about here. Uh, I, I, you can't make this up. Terrorists have um, cut off babies' heads and burned children alive. Do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against this brutality? We're just going to go through here. You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads? Congresswoman, do you have a comment on Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads? You have nothing to say about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads. Do you condone what Hamas has done, chopping off babies' heads, burning children alive, raping women in the street? You have no comment about children's heads being chopped off? Congressman, why do you have a Palestinian flag outside your office if you do not condone what Hamas terrorists have done to Israel? I mean, a simple no, I don't condone that could have been very simple to say. How is it that someone cannot even say that? Because she is so uh, rabidly pro-Palestinian and so uh, rabidly anti-Israeli, such a big anti-Semite 
that she actually favors what is happening. I suspect that's why. She's certainly spoken about in, in favor of uh, these acts of terror in the past. And so one would expect that this is completely in line with what she thinks. She is a disgrace. She is a disgrace. She is a, 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 a radical socialist, a communist really, who does not believe in any defense of Israel because she has a tremendous anti-Semitism that animates everything she does. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times she's made anti-Semitic statements over the course of her uh, term in Congress. Uh, and, you know, this is unacceptable. This type of racism, mm -hmm. which would be roundly condemned if it came from the other side, is equally right. condemnable when it comes from someone on her side. The idea that we should not coexist with people uh, in, in uh, this world and, and the idea that we can somehow uh, justify racial hatred and murder is absolutely barbaric. Yeah. So she is showing complicity with those who are committing these offenses because anyone who is confronted with it, who does not condemn it, is necessarily complicit in it. This is one of those moments where you have to stand mm -hmm. and make clear your position, because this is an assault not just against Israel. This is an assault against humanity. This is a assault against basic decency, morality, religion of all kinds. No religion in the world justifies the mass murder of babies, the beheading of babies. I mean, this is barbaric. These people are wanton killers, murderers, and they must be treated that way. And the United States has a definite interest in number one, condemning it roundly, unequivocally, yeah. and number two, supporting Israel in its self-defense, and number three, using economic sanctions, tightening the rope even more around the necks of those who are involved in this. And in the case of American uh, prisoners, I think it was idiocy for Joe Biden to announce in advance that SEAL Team 6 is on its way. We need secrecy in our use of special forces to extricate Americans who are held hostage. But the solution does lie not in negotiation with terrorists, not in giving them money, $6 billion Joe Biden gave them, but instead standing up to these brutes and using our power to extricate American citizens. What they need to understand is that there will be an enormous cost if you dare take an American citizen hostage. And in the case of Israel, we should do absolutely everything to let Israel understand that we will do nothing to block mm -hmm. its efforts at self-defense, even to the extent of allowing Israel uh, our full support in its reoccupation of Gaza and its an utter annihilation of Hamas and of Hezbollah and of also the other terrorist groups that are uh, funded by the Iranians that are in the region. This has to be done. Jonathan, I don't see any other way for Israel to survive. Yeah, I mean, this is a you know existential threat to, as you said, the survival of a nation and people. Look, I have not been without criticism of the Israeli government. We've talked about some of the things they did during COVID that were as bad or worse than what we saw here in America. 
but that's an intellectual integrity that we apply to all of these things. And this seemingly is lacking in the American left, like Rashida Tlaib or, or even black lives matter that they can't step back enough well, to go, Oh, I, there's a point in time where you criticize. About, this. We're, we're talking about genocide. Yeah. What we're I mean, talking this is, about is an effort to destroy an entire race of people. And yeah. in this situation, it's an entire race of people who have been stalwart allies of the United States. And so the United States must stand up for Israel. I'm not saying that we have to go to war in the Middle East, but I am saying that, number one, we must help them in their eradication of Hamas and Hezbollah. And number two, we have to get tough with Iran and stop giving them $6 billion here and there, yeah. uh, aiding them in developing a nuclear weapons program by not standing strongly against it and by not condemning their acts, which have uh, threatened our own forces. I mean, they have been responsible for funding acts of murder against American military for years and years and years. And there has been virtually nothing said by this administration against that, which is actually encouraging it. So we've got to be tough on them. And we have to understand that we also have to stand up for human life. We cannot allow people like Rashida Tlaib to go without a thorough uh, refutation for yeah. this ridiculous, you know, this is a, 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 this is basic humanity. What you're talking about is a violation of the commandments, the basic understanding. I mean, what we are talking about is destruction, wanton, brutal, terroristic destruction of people based solely on their race. I mean, they don't, they're not looking at military people to extinguish. They came across to commit acts of terror. When you chop off the heads of babies and murder babies, 40 of them at least, and all the children that they kidnapped and all the children that they have murdered and harmed, these are brutal butchers who are the worst of all criminals on the face of the earth. Yeah, they've lost any claim to being human beings at this point. And that's the, the difficult thing to look at because, as I've said so many times over the years here, they use our naivete against us. Now, some it's not naivete, but the thing is, none of us would ever engage in something so heinous, nothing even close to it. So you'd think, well, this couldn't be real. This couldn't be happening. But throughout the history of humanity, uh, you know, warfare is brutal and ugly. But typically there was an agreement. You, you didn't attack civilians. You didn't attack children and destroy, you know, do these things. And that kind of takes away whatever protection you think it has in the conventions of war, if there are any. Uh, now, you, br you brought up Iran, and they're clearly... Uh, funding and orchestrating some of this uh, with Hezbollah and, and Hamas as well. And there's pressure in this article that's building on Biden to freeze the $6 billion of Iranian cash as uh, Democrat senators even are joining that push. I don't know that Biden will do that, uh, but why Why would he release you know that kind of money to be used against not only Israel, but probably the U.S. as well? Well, he made this fundamental mistake, which was to negotiate with terrorists and to give them $6 billion for the release of those uh, American hostages. The point is you can't go down that road because you're talking about giving people who want to slit your throat, the means by which to slit your throat. Mm. You've got to deal with a person who's going to slit your throat in a very harsh way. Another thing is we cannot uh, continuously tolerate as we have with these ridiculous rules of engagement for our forces in the Gulf, these kinds of uh, threats that are posed by the Iranian Navy, which uh, modest as it is, they do uh, uh, interfere with our uh, navigation and also with our 
control of those waters. If they approach and are uh, equipped with, with armaments and are coming dangerously close to our ships, we should obliterate them. And there should be no hesitation to do that. Uh, Iran is a terrorist state. It is killing American uh, military all around the world. It is engaged in a, 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 a effort uh, to uh, uh, assist Hezbollah and, and uh, Hamas in the kidnapping of Americans. This is not something that is completely uh, uh, um, unknown to them. They are intimately involved in this action against Israel. This is a well-coordinated attack. It's one that they, they provide the munitions, the planning, the training, and the strategic intelligence necessary for Hezbollah to do this. Hezbollah is not just a group that's acting in the Gaza Strip area. They're an international or terror organization that is funded substantially and driven by the Iranian regime. Jonathan, the concern, of course, that we all have here is an expansion of war outside of that theater into Iran or outside of that. I mean, so I don't take this lightly. I know that you're not as well, but the recognition that uh, uh, appearing weak is not a way to, uh, you know, push back or hold back on the efforts. If they s- smell or detect weakness, uh, they will pounce. As, as we pounce. I mean, that's why this is happening. The reason why this is happening in the end is because Joe Biden is a weak president because uh, the United States in the presence of Iran has kowtowed to Iran rather than stand up to it. And because we have been uh, ambivalent under this administration at least in our treatment of Israel. In fact, over and over again, uh, this administration has rebuffed Israel and has been uh, really uh, uh, an ungrateful partner with Israel. And the, and the point is that when you do that, you send all the signals to the enemies, right? You tell the enemies that the United States is not clearly supporting Israel. You send the message that the United States is appeasing uh, Iran, is assisting Iran in developing its military and its, and its, uh, its nuclear weapons program. In addition to that, you've got all this money being poured into Iran from the United States. The $6 billion said to be earmarked for humanitarian aid of the, unf- of the unfreezing of the assets. Well, you know, that's that's really ridiculous because if I give you uh, a nation $6 billion, what I'm really doing is freeing up $6 billion that can be used for other purposes. If I'm spending $6 billion on food and, and whatever for my people, mm. I can just turn around and take that out immediately, right? Uh, and that military use, if you give me another $6 billion for whatever purpose it is. Jonathan, so, think also about the strategy in Ukraine to throw money and munitions, good. also the way we left Afghanistan, and uh, much of that equipment is now being used, apparently, against Israel right. and uh, interests that we may have. I mean, you talk about a disastrous foreign policy. I wonder, you know, if, again, maybe I don't wonder. I mean, it's clear that globalists are in charge here in the United States to weaken America from within. And we've got to have a change here. Look at all the pro-Palestinian protests here in the United States. How shocking is that? Uh, you've okay. got people in the face of the of the evidence that there are that these you know mass murdering of babies and and the kidnapping and the murder of innocents all across Israel by these terrorists. You have people nonetheless in the United States who are uh, tied to this this terrorist movement who are standing up and protesting in favor of Palestine. I have. No question that they have a, a constitutional right to do that. But mm-hmm. what I'm pointing out is that it is appalling uh, that there is this degree of support for Palestine in the presence of this overwhelming abuse of power and 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 you know thuggery and and treachery and terrorism that is being fomented by Hamas. 
And, you know, these people are standing up for that. They're, they're, it, the horror of this is that while any person who has a moral sensibility would be revolt, was experiencing revulsion at this and would want justice, these people are so twisted that they, like Rashida Tlaib, believe that the Israelis are to blame and deserve the most heinous and mm. horrific acts of terror. No one on earth deserves this. This is not justice. No. This is terrorism. No. And this is brutality. And the people committing these acts are the most barbaric on earth. Well, they've lost they their right. eliminated. Yeah, There's they've no lost their right to life by doing this, I believe. When you start attacking children and babies this That's way. Right. By the way, uh, Jonathan, what you're saying about those in America, including Rashida Tlaib, uh, is true also of another group we've heard about and 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 criticized rightfully so uh, black lives matter that's right that i don't think most people of color actually support but uh, you'll see what they're doing here in regards to this as well as harvard uh, a high institution of indoctrination from a globalist leftist perspective like if you've ever had a problem with harvard or not you're going to have one now check this uh, this uh, uh, news clip out from fox news now, while most of the world's disgusted by this Hamas attack, Black Lives Matter liked it. The group Chicago chapter announced they stand with Palestine and included this image of a paratrooper, as in the terrorists who parachuted into Israel to behead babies. BLM stands with them. BLM officially burned through all their political capital now. Plus, they burned through millions in donations. They spent the money on mansions. This is the true face of BLM. They're on the side of terrorists. They just announced it. And they're not along. 35 student groups at Harvard University issued a joint statement blaming Israel for Saturday's attack. These are future business leaders, future politicians, future members of the press. And they're backing the side that's beheading babies. Hedge fund manager Bill Ackman had a brilliant idea. Release the names of everyone who signed the letter. Make sure future employers know exactly who they're hiring before they send an offer sheet to a Harvard grad. Well, the irony is that if any uh, corporations are engaged in ESG activity along with the World Economic Forum, they would probably hire them happily. There are a lot of people in that uh, globalist corporate world that are all about this and are anti-America anti-Israel, anti-freedom. As I said, you people out here can have perspectives that differ from mine or yours, Jonathan. We respect that. You have the right to have that. But when you stand and defend or won't even uh, condemn, not even uttering a word no, like Rashid, do, do you, you know, do you can condone or, uh, you know, I just have a hard time figuring out where these people, how they sleep at night uh, with this perspective. Uh, they have no moral compass they have no sense of decency they have no christianity they have no uh morality of any kind what these people are doing is capitalizing on the murder of innocence they are capitalizing on it they are using it as a propaganda tool to encourage other individuals to celebrate terrorism and the destruction of innocence. That is evil. It's sheer evil. We have to call it what it is. It is absolutely demonic. And these individuals at BLM are Marxists, 
And when is the last time that you saw a Marxist stand up in defense of life, liberty, and property? Mm-hmm. Never, because they don't believe in it. It is an evil doctrine, Marxism. It is a doctrine that makes individuals worthless and makes the state all important and powerful. They want this kind of destruction of individuals who are in a democratic state like Israel. They want to see that theocracy that is absolute authoritarianism that dominates the lives of Hamas and of Hezbollah and of their leaders in Iran dominate all of the Middle East. They Mm -hmm. want it to extinguish the freedoms of individuals. They want to destroy the United States. They want no republic here. They don't want us to be free. They want us to be enslaved. They want us to be part of the theocracy that is being pushed by the radical Shia in in Iran. They want us to live in freedom. Jonathan, how much of the radical leftists that are like the initials, the LGBTQ and et cetera community, how would they fare under a theocracy, you know, in Hamas, in occupied territories or whatever you want to call it? Look, the the, well, the reality is, is the, there's freedom. There is freedom in Israel. It's not as free as I'd like it to be based on my views as an American. But there, you could be gay and not be beheaded. You know, in er- in certain areas of the Muslim world, let's acknowledge it. You are not free to live as you believe. And and yet these are the, the, the people that claim to defend the rights of people to live alternative lifestyles. And again, I don't, you know, if you want to live that way as an adult and harm nobody else in the process, you have that right to do so. Well, the vast but, majority of Muslims in the world are peace loving and they would, the last thing in the world they would condone or support is terrorism. Uh, but this is not these people are not muslims these people are using the term muslim as a vehicle to justify unlimited jihad or unlimited terrorism directed against those that advocate freedom freedom of choice freedom of religion uh anyone who says my religion must be enforced by law such that it is established and anyone who dissents is to be murdered is to be uh, uh, disallowed any degree of freedom. Those people are tyrants. They are absolutely antithetical to any moral sensibility because morality and freedom go hand in glove. The whole notion of free agency mm-hmm. is one that is a principle that is universal among religions and certainly is critical for the Christian faith. If you are not able to be free, you are not able to exercise that uh, agency which God has given you. And that makes you nothing more than a slave. Slavery is not the ideal of any religion in the world. It is anathema to religions. These people want slavery. They want all of us to be forced into a theocratic dictatorship. Look at the governance of Afghanistan today. Absolute brutality. Is that true Muslim faith? No. It is a theocracy that uses radical conceptions of of religion as a vehicle to terrorize their own people. This is is nothing different, really, from the totalitarianism that we've seen in Russia uh, and that we've seen in China 
any regime that sacrifices individual liberty to achieve total control is the worst possible existence for us, results in the greatest carnage and death of humanity. And here these people in this authoritarian world of Hamas and of Hezbollah and of the other radical Islamic groups that are being a part of this whole terrorist movement, they do not believe in anything other than absolute control, yeah. total dominion, and total destruction of anyone who disagrees with them one iota. There is no freedom at all. Freedom is the is is absolutely gone mm -hmm. in their society. So well, if you want to live like that, if you want to see the worst the world can possibly be, then you turn over your rights to these people. If instead you believe in liberty, then you have to stand up and fight against this sort of thing. And it's not just in Israel. It is no, here in the United in States. Yeah. And with That's this open border policy that the Biden administration has, we have mm -hmm. terrorists all over the United States. The, the question yeah. of people coming in with these open borders, Jonathan, how many of them are coming because of individual liberty? How many of them are coming to destroy or uh, get free stuff? And then or how many of them are part of uh, sleeper terrorist cells at this point? Um, Super Don was talking to us off the air about his concern, you know, which is a legitimate concern now as the heightened you know, anger and angst and aggressiveness, and all of this is happening because of what's happening in Israel. Uh, how many of these people that are coming here that are sympathetic to that, as opposed to defending freedom, life, liberty, and property that have come in illegally are now going to rise up and create a lot of problems. There's uh, an article here we have linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. Representative uh, Mary Miller says, we have no idea who's coming across Biden's open border. And True. also a reminder, never give up your second amendment rights because you know, the military is not going to be here to protect you should there be terrorist acts occurring. You've got to be able to take care of yourself and defend your family, your community. And that's why Americans will never, never give up their right to keep and bear arms. Look, the right to keep and bear arms, the Second Amendment is a, is a work of genius by the founding fathers because they wish to assure us individually that our sovereignty could be defended by ourselves, that we would have the right of self-defense, but not only that, that we would have a duty to protect freedom, a free state. Uh, and that, of course, is in the Second Amendment as well, providing for a constitutional militia. The point is that individuals without arms that are disarmed by their government, including many in Israel who have not had the full opportunity to defend right. themselves, you see what happens. And I'm telling you, because of this open border policy, we have so many terrorists, we have so many people who are criminals and who are violent criminals, MS-13, 18th Street Gang, uh, Crips, Bloods, all pouring across the border. I just came back from the border, and I can tell you this, that the CBP officials down there believe that the United States is virtually defenseless and that we have let in so many criminals because the cartels are determining, and they're terrorist organizations, they're determining American immigration policy, Robert. They're, they're determining who comes in. And they're having drug traffickers, sex traffickers, MS-13, 18th Street Gang, all these uh, wildly violent criminals, they are pouring into our country. And I'll tell you, in those human processing centers, Robert, you see people in those processing centers, and they have all the markings of these terrorist gangs. And the CBP people can tell you, Oh, these are these are the markings of MS-13 on this person's body, mm -hmm. these tattoos. Can you do anything about it? Do I, I ask them, well, can you prevent these people from coming in the United States? They say under the Obama, under the Biden administration, they're required to presume that these people 
are not uh, uh, criminals right. and they're letting them in. Not only they're letting them in, they're giving them cash. They're give, putting them on food stamps. They're putting them on welfare. They're getting them free education. They're getting them free health care. They're allowing them to go wherever they want with federally funded NGOs paying the price of transportation all over the United States. And we're talking about massive numbers of people, Robert. We're talking remember, about tens uh, of thousands of people every no. day across the United States coming in illegally with no vetting. So we are in the situation of Israel in the sense that we are allowing these people who mean to do us injury in here with no restriction no from this administration. And you know that, that, is the, that is the awful legacy of the Biden administration. Yeah, and thematically, those on the, the left, and again, I know it's not 100%, but many of them have taken issue with anyone who would dare say we need to have actual borders and we need to know who's coming right. in. And remember, they name call xenophobe, racist, on and on it goes. And right now, if they're saying, because they would say, because I think the ranchers, the American people who are armed could defend our borders better than the Biden administration at this point. But That's then right. they go, well, then they're just going to shoot people wanton willy nilly. But, but I'm like, you are leading to the inevitability of that. What you describe as the only yeah. way to defend us. If you allow this to continue, Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is now declared as an independent. He couldn't run as a Democrat who has been on the American left for a long time, went to the border and came to similar conclusions as you. He says, I thought. You know, like everybody else in the left, they said this was a xenophobic, racist thing. And he turns out it's not because people on the left and the right at the borders know the truth that you're discussing. And he said, we've got to get control of this. These people, the CBP people who are just salt of the earth. I mean, these guys, they don't get paid much money. They are putting their lives on the line every day. They're willing to do whatever is necessary to defend our nation. And they are disallowed that. They are disallowed the power to do that. They're even disallowed the right to have automatic weapons when they're faced with automatic weapons. This idiot Mayorkas, who runs the Department of Homeland Security, has basically left them with rubber bullets uh, to defend against live fire that rips through their trucks. Mm -hmm. And they're all being reassigned from the border, almost all of them, to human processing because the invitation is like massive. You know, come to the United States if you want to come here illegally, we will give you everything. We will enable you to go wherever you want. This is the Biden administration's actual policy. You talk to those guys down there and they are sick about it. I mean, you talk to them, they say, hey, look, this is not what I signed up for. I swore an oath and I'm being required to violate it. I am not allowed to defend the United States. I'm seeing terrorists come across. I'm seeing these radical, violent people come across and the Biden administration will not let me stop it. It's, it's aiding and abetting the destruction of communities across the United States. It's building this whole sex trafficking universe in the United States because they know it's happening and they're doing nothing to stop it. This is reprehensible. Yes. And, and this, is a, this is evil, Robert. These people intend to destroy our country. There's no question about it. This is not naivete. This is not because they're they're so, you know, have a dreamy view that everybody in the world can live together. No, they understand who's coming across. Right. They know what they're doing. They know that they're sending them around the United States. And they know that they are threatening every single day in large numbers, the lives, liberty and property of American citizens. And that is intentional. Yeah. Jonathan, 27 states have now sued the Biden administration to end the catch and release loophole at the border. 
now citing the terror threat that has become more uh, front and center because of what's going on in the Middle East. Attorneys General, the following states signed on to Attorney Mo- uh, General Moody's petition. Listen to this. Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. That's a majority of the states now that have signed on to demand an end to this catch and release program that is seemingly at this point suicidal if it continues, knowing what we're witnessing. Uh, and the yeah, it, it already has cost lives and uh, property and has put American citizens in the crosshairs of some really bad actors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, uh, these people just in Virginia, for example, the number of these people coming in who are illegals connected with MS-13, 18th Street gangs, and all the urban police departments where I've spoken with police officers and with, with the Commonwealth's attorneys who are not part of the, the whole radical uh, uh, Soros-backed movement to not to defund the police and to stop prosecuting crime, the ones that are sincere in their interest in protecting people, they're appalled and they see these numbers and they see the arrests that are happening and the increase in numbers of illegals that are being arrested. And this is not fiction, this is fact. And this is on the ground reality. That's why a part of the reason why Governor Yunkin said that Virginia is a border state. He said, look, we are experiencing this now. Virginia is a border state and he's absolutely right. This is a horror and we have got to get control of the border. It is adversely affecting everything. And it, we're long past due in the need for that. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they they do these stupid little political ploys like, oh, we're building the wall again. And that's just to confuse people. They have no intention of putting up the wall. The wall will be extended maybe, uh, what, a mile? Uh, they're not going to do anything like that. The same thing with their uh, stating, oh, we are arresting and deporting people. You know what, Robert? They're doing that so infrequently. They know that they're not going to do that. They have no intention of enforcing the law. Absolutely none. This Mm -hmm. is a criminal enterprise within our government headed by a commander in chief who will not fulfill his second article two requirement that he uh, that he enforce the laws faithfully. He is not. He is violating the immigration laws with impunity every day with his co-conspirator, who is Alejandro Mayorkas. Those those acts are are acts that can be uh, grounds for impeachment. They're also criminally obstructing the implementation of the law and they're denying law enforcement in the CBP the authority, the means and the opportunity to defend our country. That is intentional. That is really borderline or could arguably be even treasonous. It is unacceptable. We have got to stop it. Well, once again, uh, I'll remind you all that Jonathan E. Mort is running for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine in the next election and to uh, tip the balance back toward individual liberty and constitutionally limited governance. And it's an important thing as ever. We recognize, both of us, that Republicans aren't pure as the driven snow any more than Democrats are. But at this point, you know, here's an example of where it would help to tip the House and the Senate further Republican at this point. And this is not being a, a, you know, Hegelian dialectic guy. It's just an acknowledgement of where the values of those running for office are. And if the Republicans are not standing right on this issue, they need to be thrown out too. 
Look at this story from The Defender. Uh, this is Suzanne Burdick, PhD, writing this. The House has cut the WHO funding through 2024. We're getting on to the health or World Health Organization again here. But critics are also pushing for a full withdrawal to protect U.S. sovereignty. And, and this is a very important part of, of moving forward as well, Jonathan. We've seen how the WHO has run roughshod over with the influence of CDC, FDA, and others in our government, the freedom of Americans to not be experimented upon with mRNA injections, for instance. And the WHO wants total totalitarian globalist control over all governments of the world for the next declared pandemic, real or imagined, to force everybody into compliance with a Marxist communist ideology. And to subjugate everybody, as you said, slavery is the, you know, the end goal of those who are globalists here. And so you in the U.S. Senate as well and others uh, will tip the scale back and, you know, we'll have to work hard to undo the damage that's already occurred. But we've got to take control of this on every level we can. The WHO is a patsy for the communist Chinese. That's the reality. They are attempting to have a global control uh, that is authoritarian over all emergency medical emergencies, not just this uh, notion of the COVID-19 medical emergency. They're talking about anything that can conceivably be characterized by them as a medical emergency. And they want to control the response. They want to control all uh, communication related to it. They want to be in a position to censor and to force all of us to abide by a system of controls. That's really their intention. That's what they want to do. The worst thing in the world for the United States is to be a part of this, to be a part of the World Health Organization. We should be out of it. We should be opposing it. We should stand for the individual sovereignty and choice of individual patients. We should go for decentralization, not centralization under international authority. We want to have individual patients deciding with their doctors how best to treat any disease. And they want, and we want to, them to have the choice of healthcare providers to do that. And we want to defend their freedom of choice. We want to have wide open and robust uh, debate about the kinds of treatments that are available or that could be available. We do not want a central government censorship. We do not want a central government edict telling us how we're gonna treat a disease, what we have to inject our, into ourselves or what masks they want us to put on. That has to come to an end. It's inept, it's insane, it violates our rights, and it does not give us the best medical care. You want the best medical care? It's a, a patient-centric system where an individual doctor or healthcare provider is giving you the best care your symptoms warrant, not to have a one-size-fits-all bureaucratic approach. Mm -hmm. Everything in medicine has to get back to a free market model. We've got to decentralize medicine. We've, we've experienced socialized medicine. We know worldwide what it does. It crushes individualism and in the process, innovation, and also uh, the hope and promise of treatments in the presence of a new disease for which there are no treatments. If you have a bureaucracy deciding what your healthcare will be, do not be surprised if it messes up the whole thing terribly and you end up dying or you end up far, far worse off. Mm -hmm. It never works. Socialized medicine worldwide is a disaster when it comes to treating people it individually. It does not work. It will not allow it. It controls doctors and their choices. This is not the system that we want. We want individualism. We want freedom. Yeah. We want decentralization. That's what we have to insist upon. And I want to remind everybody right now, 
socialized medicine is one size fits all. It's Marxist medicine. It's the denial of the individual uh, uh, needs, for instance, of the patient consulting with a doctor. And I might add a doctor of any kind in freedom. You would have homeopaths and herbalists and medical doctors and chiropractors and all of these things out in the marketplace providing a service that you would have the freedom to choose without preemptively shutting these people down because they are a threat to certain economic interests, as we've seen the takeover of our regulatory agencies by a pharmaceutical industrial complex that arguably has control over some of the military industrial complex. And you know that because when our soldiers sign on and swear an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution, the moment next moment they're assaulted with medical experimentation, injections, air guns, etc. And they some of them never even have an opportunity to defend this nation because they're so harmed medically, pharmaceutically, much like many children since the 1986 Act was was signed into law, uh, el- eliminating or absolving liability of the manufacturers of these products, these injectable so-called vaccines. Now moving on to something more heinous. In terms of mRNA technology altering DNA protein synthesis, to me, this is an affront to creation itself and to what God gave us, the integrity to heal, the integrity to have genetic, uh, uh, you know, uh, integrity, if you will, without violating from the arrogance of medical man or anybody else. Well, as we have learned historically, and unfortunately, it's a lesson that is not one that the Biden administration or the Democrats in Congress seem to have gotten, apparently because they either hate the lesson or because they don't like facts. Uh, free market solutions to problems work. Socialism does not work. It really doesn't. No matter how hard they try to make a one-size-fits-all approach work in medicine, it will never work. No matter how hard you try to say that you're gonna address and throw billions and billions of dollars through government into a system of healthcare in America, it will never work because in the end, it focuses on what the government and politicians want you to receive rather than what you as an individual need and what you and your healthcare provider understand to be helpful. If you replace that with people second guessing the judgment of your healthcare provider and of you and saying that you cannot have access to some things because resources are gonna be limited in this area to achieve a public government objective in another area, you don't have freedom. You end up being a slave again. If you want slavery, then socialize medicine. If you want the freedom of choice and control over what happens to your own body, then advocate a free market in medicine. And there really is no other alternative for us The reality is that if you choose any system of government control, you will lose as a patient. Mm -hmm. And that was the story of the epidemic. That was the story. We went the full bore socialist route of government mandates out of CDC, doctors not having freedom, any doctor who raised the specter of giving someone ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or vitamins and minerals or whatever that deviated from the constant mantra of vaccinate, 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 was a subject of attack. And as a result, when you went into the doctor's office, you in, in, in a conventional environment, you were told one thing, get vaccinated. If you were sick, oh, well, you have to be hospitalized. We're gonna give you a standard set of treatments that the government and Medicare wants us to provide. We're not going to deviate from that. We're not going to take into account your unique symptomology and provide you with a specialized course or regimen that we think is the best for you. Because if we do that, 
then we're going to get in trouble with the government. We're going to get in trouble with the medical boards. We're going to get in trouble with the insurance providers that are proxies for Medicare and Medicaid. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is not the way to solve problems. When you have a big problem, you need to innovate. You need as many ideas as possible. You need as much competition and ideas as possible. They censored everything. They used CISA, FBI, the White House. They censored information. That's they amazing. deplatformed people. They, this is not the solution. Solution, as we know, when there are big problems, is freedom, communication, mm -hmm. wide open debate. Tell us what works. Tell us what isn't working in your, in your experience. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we face a critical, urgent crisis with up-to-date live information from wherever it can come to help us solve it. Not a bureaucrat deciding for us what we're going to hear. Yeah. Not only us, but also for the medical community in this That's case. That's right. Well, we're for their freedom. And I'm a, a homeopath. I've always been for advocating freedom for doctors as well to respond to the needs of their patients. These third-party interveners, payers, insurance schemes, private, semi-private, public, government, whatever, this results in Marxist medicine, which results in a wholesale slaughter of innocents. And it's interesting, Jonathan, outside of the overt theater of war we were discussing this hour, the third leading cause of death in America, according to studies published in peer-reviewed journals, including the Journal of the American Medical Association, New England Journal of Medicine, and The Lancet, have all acknowledged that modern medicine is the third leading cause of death. Me, I argue second and first because many of their interventions, when inappropriate, a lot of them are, end up resulting in the number two and the number one leading cause of death. So we look at so this concept of wholesale slaughter of innocents and we look at warfare. I look at modern medicine, not to throw out all the good people that are in it and doctors, just like I said, if we even come back to the issue of the, of the Palestinian issue, we're not condemning everybody who's a Palestinian and say they must be slaughtered and killed. We're not in, in, in any way, shape or form in condoning wholesale slaughter of innocents of any background or belief. And, you know, if Israel were to take the same tact and go after babies and cut their heads off, we would speak out against that. I just I, I shouldn't have to say that, but I think I will because people will hear us and think we're advocating, you know, killing innocent people. That is not it at all. The defense of life is a defense of life. And sometimes you have to take action that results in the loss of life that people have forfeited, I believe their lives when they do these things to innocent women, children, etc. Well, of course, we're not advocates of terror. We're opponents of terror. But let me say this. Israel needs the freedom to defend itself. And if Israel does not have that freedom, then we are contributing to aiding and abetting terrorists. It's not a static situation. It is a dynamic situation where the terrorists are moment by moment still attacking Israel all across the state of Israel. And this will persist until Israel eliminates that threat completely and wipes Hamas and Hezbollah off the face of the earth. That is their critical strategic objective. In addition to all the other aligned terrorist groups that are now working in tandem with Hamas and Hezbollah to attack Israel. Israel must do that. No human being can be disarmed of the right to defend themselves. Will there be innocents who are killed in the process of Israel trying to defend itself? Well, you know what? Sadly, that is the case. Because why? Because these cowards in Hamas and in Hezbollah and in the related terrorist groups use humans as shields wrap themselves into the civilian uh, population to protect 
their weapons, actually employ children to engage in acts of terror. This system that they have created is utterly evil. And to save Israel, Israel will have to do whatever is necessary to eliminate the threat. And sadly, that is not going to be a pretty situation at all. No. We would never wish this upon the world, but we have an imperfect world. And in an imperfect world, those that stand up for righteousness and good uh, and freedom who are under assault by terrorists have to do whatever is necessary to ensure the survival and success of liberty. I'm not saying that I think that Israel is a model republic. Of course not. I think that our constitutional republic, which we ourselves are not following, is that ideal as best as human humanly possible. But when it comes to that country, which is a stalwart ally of the United States, which has defended religious liberty in its own population, which has tolerated and, and aided the existence of, of the Gaza Strip and the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip, that society is now under attack and it has to be understood to be the victim in this. Those who would uh, suggest that Israel has not been an advocate of uh, the rights of people simply misunderstand the whole history of Israel Israel's relationship with the Gaza Strip. Israel has bent over backwards to protect the rights of civilians in the Gaza Strip. It has, it has only focused its, its ire and its military and its intelligence services against the threat of Hamas. Hamas, however, in its quest to engage in acts of terror, as likewise Hezbollah and all the Iran-backed terrorist groups, they have used every absolutely evil, wicked means to insinuate themselves into innocent populations. Yeah, and well, it makes it and make very, it very difficult to difficult to impossible. Yeah, to 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 combat it without collateral, as they call it, damage, which is part of war, unfortunately. Jonathan, we got about a minute left. We're heading out to the Health Freedom Expo this weekend. You're going to be there to open it up. Uh, or do we have an extra like event in support of your candidacy? Do we have a special after hours event or anything? Yes. There, the, right after that event, there is one man named Robert Scott Bell who will who will be the MC for a little meet and greet. And mm -hmm. we will have that afterwards. And if anyone is so generous and kind as to make a donation to my campaign at that time, I will be extremely grateful. But we yes. will see you then both for the speech and for that event afterwards. Well, uh, do you know yeah. if that will be a, a Saturday night or Sunday night for the after event? I think it's right after I speak, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, in, okay, in the morning. All right, so we'll get the word out. For all y'all that are going to see us at the Health Freedom Expo, get ready to hang out with me and Jonathan Emord and so many others uh, who really, truly love health freedom and healing liberty, which is really the fundamental bottom line here for all people. And we've had to cover some very uncomfortable topics in a time of unfortunate yeah. war, which is been something that's been part of this planet for a long time doesn't mean we don't want peace or we wouldn't work for it we absolutely do and will but there are times where you have to defend life liberty and property i think today uh we hit one of those times where it's very i think it's very clear anyway jonathan thank you my friend for being here and supporting our uh this message and being a, a stalwart uh, defender of that you bet robert great to see you i'll look forward to seeing you in chicago all right, bonus round coming up after this a short one i'd like to head out to chicago as well for the health freedom expo in the meantime I know it seems uh, hard to conceive of this, but the power to heal, even politically, is yours when you reconnect to that source of all that healing wisdom, 
that love, that divinity, et cetera. And I know it's hard at times like this to get there, but it's as important or more important than ever to get there when we're dealing with the things we're seeing right now. So thank you for being here. Back with the bonus round in just a moment. Well, All right. Shortcutted to the bonus round there. I did. All right. I, I didn't want to wait. No worries. No. We worries. ran over a little bit there, but it, How did that man, what, what an hour. Huh? Did we stop? Did we go long or did we start? We right did. And we went long because of the uh, the homeopathic hit. Oh, it took an hour one. Remember? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to squeeze it in. But yeah, uh, uh, Ishmael came, showed up late. And now my wife said that was better. But next time, not good enough, huh? You're not going to. Well, he didn't have enough time to go into some things she wanted to hear about. And so we'll get him on again. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah. that was his fault, not yours. I know. I know. But still, you, you, look, you the secret to a successful marriage. You know it. She's not happy. Um, a working dishwasher. Yet? No. Yeah. The unload the dishwasher. Yeah. That uh, too. Uh, a good vacuum cleaner. You know what it is. Anyway. Um. It, it is difficult to talk about the things we talked about with Jonathan because it's stuff I would, I don't, I, I would rather not have this on as part of our experience on planet earth, but it is uh, unfortunately uh, a real thing. And so I, I can hear the, the naysayer. Look, there's a lot to discuss and debate, including about uh, the behavior of the Israeli government. As I said, before I brought Jonathan in there, there have been things that the government of Israel has done that I don't approve of. And our own government that I don't approve of. But when it comes to some of the things that we, you know, we're discussing, that's where I go. All right. You got to take a, a side sometimes as much as I'd like to. Oh, I'm going to be detached completely from all of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, be lovely to not have well, to engage it, in that stuff. When you, when you see it, and it just a perfect example of is that debate that I was talking about, quote right. debate last yeah. night, that it's one of those things where most people, mm -hmm. um, at least the people that are, are very vocal about it, are yeah. never going to agree. Right. Um. And in this case, agreeing to disagree really doesn't work well, and isn't it doesn't doesn't solve the issue that's going on there in the Middle East. It's been something that's been going on for you know for what thousands of years? Would you say? Yeah, easily. You know? Or, or Ishmael said millions. Millions. Well, yeah, okay. Have you heard of Lemuria? No. No. All right. See, um, we we bring new things to Super Don every day on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Neat. And he doesn't um, and, run away screaming. No. <laughs> I already forgot what you said. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, yeah. the, I think what needs to happen here, mm -hmm. and it, easier said than done, but yes. and it's very simplistic, what I'm sure. going to say. But, you know, let's at least get past the, uh, the, the uh, atrocities that have happened at this point. Israel's going to defend itself. I, I was just, I mean, I'm looking at, at some of the drone footage of the Gaza Strip right yeah. now. Yeah. Holy moly, dude. I mean, it's literally like being leveled. Yeah. They're I mean, not, just it's just yeah. rubble in, yeah. in, in, in places. I mean, Israel's really uh, doing a number um, on Gaza right now. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see that over with, obviously. Once it is over with, and it will be over with at some point, hopefully sooner than later, then we need to find an answer to this thing. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that answer is. You know, I mean, I know that they've talked about having a, a you know, a, 
what do they what do they call it a two state two state solution right? solution yeah. I, I mean i don't know is is uh, the, is the bad blood in this situation yeah. so deeply mm-hmm. ingrained in <laughs> in each culture that they they, they just they uh, can't yeah. They can't coexist. I mean, the, well, if you have your intent and and purpose for being is to eradicate somebody else, that's your purpose. That's true, and it's. I mean, just what do you do with that? You yeah. know, what I mean, it's just, that yeah, becomes you, an untenable situation. That I don't wish on anybody. And that's something that so. is. I mean, I, I I'm look. I'm I'm not an expert on this. I don't know if this is interesting for people to listen to. Hmm. Uh, but I I mean I, I guess. I guess I'm kind of I, I kind of want to learn a little bit more about what's going on here because I really don't know a lot about the history. Yeah, I just kind of know some of the surface stuff that I've heard people say and stuff like that. So I really haven't sat down and look. Okay, what is the history of this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Because you've got both sides of the issue that are very passionate, and I'm talking about not not in the Middle East, but like right. here that's being debated. And you're, you sure. know, and, and the immediate reaction to somebody going well. You know, I stand for the people of Palestine is, oh, well, you suck and, and, you know, you're terrible and you're, yeah, and I, it's I like, wait a minute, tack. you know, I, 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 it's, yeah. I, there's gotta be more to it than that. Sure. No. And I don't take that tack. I mean, it's a difficult situation. That's an understatement. Yeah. Uh, as I tried to, uh, you know, explain that, you know, the, the as difficult as this is, I, I argue that third party interveners, globalists set the stage for this in the 20th century and yeah. they monkey up the works, they muck up the works and they create this division for the purpose of enslaving people. And there are people within the Israeli government. There are pr- people within, if uh, you know, we call it a Palestinian type government. But again, we're not going to solve this by you and me talking about it, but I just, oh, yeah. you got to acknowledge it's difficult. Now on the proverbial lighter note, and there's, Gosh, anything else would be a lighter note, I think. Uh, you know, I would ask for spiritual consciousness shifting in those situations, but I can't do it for anybody any more than you could. But um, we've got to live our lives. We've got to continue on. And we recognize the concern we have because uh, one of the Hamas original leaders apparently is calling for a, a, a jihad terrorist attacks against yeah. people everywhere Yeah, uh, for Friday. Which uh, will probably so. potentially maybe do more damage than the emergency alert system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, be, be uh, how do you say? Don't throw tomatoes be, at me. Come on, be no. vigilant, be vigilant, be careful, be cautious, whatever. And yeah. uh, let the Holy Spirit guide you uh, in everything that you do. And we'll, we'll make it safely, everybody, to the Health Freedom Expo this weekend. Uh, I, I um, got a, a video, one of the ladies that, that works out. Oh, shoot. Uh, I didn't grab that. It's okay. You don't have to show it. Dorothy, nice lady. Um, she, she took a video and I was doing like some uh, trainer led you know, workouts. He wanted to get me into the red zone so bad at the trainer. That was the purpose of it. He's like making me go through this with kicking and everything. And that'll get my heart rate up. I only made it to close to the top of the yellow zone with the constant intense, like, and that's the way I, if you're going to make me work out hard, you're going to have to do that. Uh, But he still couldn't get me to the red zone, which was kind of cool. Thank you. Cardio miracle. Uh, Anyway. And thank you also to the super creatine from nutritional frontiers, which is awesome. Uh, and all the things I do from choose to be healthy.com. I, you know, I take this stuff, I use this stuff. Uh, but what was really cool, the coolest thing for me, Layla Ali commented this morning on the Instagram post of it. It's like, she says, I, I don't read it quite, but it's she's like, good defense. You it look, you look good on defense. Oh, there you found it. Look at that. So here my, you'll see uh, at one point, well, I'll raise that left arm in defense. And apparently that's, that was appropriate and proper. Um, I don't know if that it's going to show yet. Or if it'll cycle around what you're showing. I right think now. it'll replay. Yeah. All right. Here. No, that's not it. Where's the one? 
that I that he's going around almost in a circle. It's, it was a hard one for me to get. Here it is. This is it. And you can't see it from this angle, but watch my left hand go up for defense. This will strike at it. But she said, yeah, good defense. I'm like, dude, yeah, you've made my week or more uh, having Layla Ali say it. I still joke about it. I say, come on, Layla, let's spar so you can knock me out and I can tell a really cool story. I'm not yeah. cocky. I'm not cocky about this. I have, you know, there are real boxers that could wipe me out at any weight class. So, but I enjoy it. And and I, I like the skills. It, it, it's helped ground me in a physical sense that I still, to this day, it helps helps me so much. So again, shout out to Layla Ali for the kind words too. Um, and anyway, that was fun. So anything else we got to do before I wrap up? I got to run here and get packed up and head on out. I don't think so. Okay. Um, let's see what we got here. Any comments? Yeah. You know, the, the whole Israel thing. I mean, everybody's, everybody, I think, is, is paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of diverse perspectives on it. Um, and it's something, obviously, that it's hard to not notice. But um, we'll have more to talk on. Tomorrow, we have yeah. uh, uh, Michael Boland, 10th Amendment Center, joining me in the final hour of the week, live hour of the week from yep. Chicago. He'll be, he'll be chiming in from L.A. And we'll get his perspective as well, which could be different in, in many ways. I've got a couple of stories that I've collected over the last uh, couple of weeks here that I've thrown at him that okay. uh, we can cover as well. Yeah. So, um, all right. Thank you for well, bearing with me on difficult topics. Uh, I don't like having to cover these things as much as they're important to discuss. Uh, I just pray that we can get back beyond our biases and and, and hopefully not devolve into hatred of people that believe differently than, than we do. But when it comes to the uh, slaughter of innocents, you know, not a lot of wiggle room there. And I think, Super Don, you agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll be glad when it's over with. Yeah. And like I said, uh, you know, you know, peace in the Middle East, that's something that, you know, people have been saying for a long time. Globalists don't want peace. You know that. So yeah. uh, please uh, pay attention to that and see what we can do. Thank you. Thanks again to uh, Ishmael Perez. Thanks to Bobri Oren. Uh, thank you to, uh, by the way, go to the foliumpx.com. Check out what he's got. And uh, we'll uh, we'll do more in, uh, in Chicago at the Health Freedom Expo. So I'll see you this weekend. All right. Thanks for hanging out, guys. We'll uh, see you tomorrow from where? Tinley Park? Tinley Park, yes. All right. Have a good afternoon.